0: is here. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting presents The DeFalco Files with FSW owner Joe DeFalco and your host Matt Michaels.
1: Hey everybody, it's Matt Michaels here on The DeFalco Files with the owner and creator of FSW, the future stars of wrestling here in Las Vegas, Mr. Joe DeFalco. Joe, how you doing this week?
0: Oh, I'm doing a little better right now since Wendy Williams is a repeat. I Olympics, so at least I got something to watch. Um, y-
1: y- you mentioned Olympics. Have you been following the Olympics?
0: Uh, yeah, you know, uh, when I want to watch regular TV and not my 47 streaming services, you know, <laughs> I've been really enjoying the uh, shockingly, like the beach volleyball and the regular volleyball, like, man, these, these people are insane. Like, you know, I remember playing volleyball in high school and it's like, man, if you can get the ball back and forth two or three times, (laughs) six on six or five on five, especially the United States since there's a guy named DeFalco is one of the main guys on the volleyball team. So of course I got to see how my cousin's doing. You know what I mean?
1: Holy macro man! Uh, I was uh, at uh, physical therapy. I'm working out, and they had it on the TV, and out of the corner of my ear, I keep hearing Defalco, 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 and I'm like,
0: Yeah, yeah, same here. I was like, I was, you know, and then all of a sudden, like, did he say what I think? And then I saw the back of the jersey, and I'm like, Oh, (laughs) representing.
1: Oh man! Did you uh, immediately hop on what would USA, USA and order the uh, volleyball jersey?
0: <laughs> uh no, but now that you mention it, you know, getting a DeFalco jersey. You know, I think he's number eight. That was one of my early favorite numbers in baseball when I was growing up. I, I transitioned to number thirteen because nobody wanted it, so I, <laughs> I I had to be number thirteen all the time. But but eight was my like original number.
1: Uh did eight come from anything? Was it a Yogi Berra thing or how did that
0: No idea. I, I, I just liked that number. Yeah. I don't know why. You know, maybe the curvature of the circles. I couldn't tell you.
1: Well, you know what? It makes sense considering that you're known for your eight man uh matches.
0: There you go. mate that's where it got started. <laughs> it was always eight in my head, eight-man tag. <laughs>
1: Um speaking of matches, uh High Octane is coming up uh this uh Saturday I believe it is, um on uh the FSW network, 6.99 a month for the network. Uh this is another great lineup that's going to be uh shining through your TV sets. Um let me ask you Joe, what are we expecting out of uh this particular show? And will any of this be uh, set up for things coming up for SummerSlam weekend? Or is it basically setting things up for after SummerSlam?
0: Yeah, you know, we're putting all the eggs in the basket of Survival of the Fittest, which looks like it's going to be September 24th. So being that SummerSlam weekend, there's no FSW standalone matches to progress storylines you know, Saturday uh, Saturday's the last shot we got for a month. And then we'll have one more show probably, uh, I believe, September 3rd. And both of those will fully set up, you know, everything for uh, survival of the fittest.
1: And what uh, do we have coming up with matches uh, on Saturday for High Octane?
0: well you know we've seen it with uh our our heavyweight champion hammerstone and he's been involved with the uh, mk army and the former tag champs reunite hammerstone and graves as they're gonna take on uh toa and tito whoa (laughs) you know i'm gonna reinforce the ring there thank goodness juicy won't be around (laughs) you know Tito has a, a victory over Graves. Graves has a victory over Toa. Those guys have gone back and forth. Uh, both of those guys, Toa and Tito, they want a piece of Hammerstone. They, they've kind of uh, lit him up when he refused to join the MK Army. So, you know, we're just trying to, you know, keep the momentum going, well, you know, with that little feud that we got going on.
1: Yeah, and Hammerstone, not only FSW champion, but uh, got uh, won the big, uh, oh, I forget what they call it. Battle from... Riot. Battle Riot. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. So he's been on a roll, and uh, he's looking just, just, let's put it this way. Are you going to have your FSW champion very much longer? Because I think he's headed to uh, greener pastures within the next couple months, yeah?
0: No, because he's signed a pretty long uh, long term deal with MLW again. So, as we've seen, MLW, as long as we don't have conflicting dates, you know, he's able to commit. You know, Uh, the reason why we're doing September 24th is because he was already booked the 25th. So, we obviously wanted to have our champion. I know last time at Survival of the Fittest, he couldn't make it, you know, because he blew us off to go to Japan. So, you know, it's like, whatever. That's what you need to do. But, you know, the idea is to definitely have him involved uh, on the 24th. So
1: um, with, uh, you know, the the anticipation of this kind of intensity for a match with four really strong guys, really big guys, you um, does this kind of is this is this a good way? Like, uh, would you look at it as almost like the old Saturday Night's main event, where you know you'd have Andre and Hogan tagging together against uh, Volkoff and the Sheik? You know, is it is it that kind of just that that elevation of one of those main events that people can just really get into because of the fact that you have two guys so beloved and two guys who are absolutely great monster heels.
0: Uh, no, because nobody expects Andre and Hogan to lose when they wrestle Volkov and Sheik. Right. Hammers graves against Tito and Toa, you know, there, there's definitely questions on, you know, who, who could, who's going to win that match. You know, any of those guys can pin any one of the other guys, you know what I mean? so, For me, it's it's more anticipation, you know. Uh, you know, I'm I'm excited for that. I was like trying to put the card together, and I'm like, hey, this makes the perfect sense of uh, what we're doing. You know, Juicy hasn't really been around. He'll be here SummerSlam weekend, but again, there's no standalone FSW shows. But that's why MK built an army. You know, he'll he'll randomly you know pay EC3 to come in and then unfortunately that didn't work out but if you think mk is done with just tito toa and juicy you're out of your mind
1: sure um along the uh the lines of um making a card we have such a cool main event like that what other matches uh will be going on and what is you know what are we looking for in terms of uh finality were we getting some blow-offs are we getting some setups what what does it look like
0: well you know death proof they're looking for some challengers you know they they've kind of beaten a lot of the teams but you know recently the swapasitos have gotten hot so instead of just doing a regular tag match Uh, Adrian Quest will be on hand Who's now the third member of the Suavecitos So even though he's the third member He's really kind of the leader of the Suavecitos Sure And I felt, you know, after his return last week At Future Shock Thomas Day's back and looking as good as ever So we're going to do a six-man tag Death Proof and Thomas Day against the Suavecitos So, you know, that's another exciting match Yeah You know, I'm looking forward to yeah,
1: and uh, boy, those tag belts better be uh, close by or else, win or lose, the Suave Hedos will end up taking the uh, the gold with them.
0: Well, being a six-man, the tag titles aren't on the line, but yeah, you do got to be worried that they might steal them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, and is there anything going on with uh, either uh, Ice with the... Uh, No limits championship or uh, Remy Uh, with Nevada State
0: The the, the faction will be in the house Not positive what's going on The rumor is Chris Bay will also be uh, At the arena uh, On Saturday Uh, We got a a new talent That uh, Wrestled some shows in in Vegas uh, From out of state I'm not even sure where he's from Big dude, man, Jackson Stone, and, and he's going to be wrestling Hero Lou. So that's wow. another man. If, if you like heavyweight matches, you know we 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 got some good ones there. Uh, and then a really exciting match. Jordan Cruz was back last week. He's back again this week, trying to get to keep the momentum going. Uh, and Jordan Cruz is going one on one with Wise Guy, which nice. you. know, I actually ended up being a three-way with Jordan Oasis. You know, we're kind of, you know, three of the up-and-coming guys. That a victory from any of those three kind of helps them out, as you know, they're they're trying to get their face seen on on more FSW shows. So you know, Class is going to be there. Remy Marcel is going to be there. You know, what happens uh, with them in the same building? We know. We know class seems to have stepped it up in his ideas of, of possibly cashing in.
1: Yeah. Um, let me ask you, too, about you know, you, you mentioned uh, uh, Jordan Oasis, you mentioned opportunities. Jordan actually has moved to Vegas uh, recently to do more pursuing of training here as well as uh, going over to Rikishi's uh, school. How important is it for a young talent to come to, you know, to be around the school they want to be around, to to work with the people that they feel are pushing them? How important is that in their journey to, uh, you know, discover themselves and, and become a better uh, performer in general?
0: Well, it's extremely important because, as you know, I get shit tons of emails, Facebook messages of people that want to get on an FSW show. Right. Okay. And a guy like Jordan Oasis, he hits us up, and it's like, yeah, you're out of state. We're, you know, we're not going to fly you in. You, you don't have any name value. And it, 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 budget-wise, it's just impossible. And here's a guy who, who made his way out here hungry for an opportunity And then he got an opportunity. Watson is the same way. Watson was the guy who came with the uh, Arizona crew and they would come help out and set up the ring. And finally, when a spot was open, instead of going to find somebody, I'm like, hey, you hear good things about this guy, let's give him a shot. And again, when Hammerstone, Graves, Gallo, Dom, the Phoenix crew say, hey, we got this kid class, that we know, you know, he's extremely talented, you know, you might, he's gonna hit you up about a future shock, you know, that's a no brainer. You know, in most cases, they're not gonna shit the bed. They're they're not gonna put their stamp of approval on a guy that isn't all in. So when guys like Jacob Boston Young moved here to train and Chris Bay moved here to train and then you got other guys that are always trying to come in and they want to be seen and they want to get an opportunity. You know, Jordan Cruz, he's always on there. And we love Jordan Cruz. It's just trying to find spots. You know, him yeah. and Mike Rain had a tremendous match on Saturday. Yeah. You know, you know, I goof with Mike Rain a lot, but it was like, bro, this is the first time I've ever said match of the night goes to Mike Rain. <laughs> you know because mike reigns that solid veteran utility guy who he's gonna push a hero lou like he did but you know him him and jordan cruz boy they had re- really really good chemistry and you know jordan's not the tallest guy and mike reigns a big boy you know yeah. he's an ox uh, you know and you know they they had an excellent match and you know, Jordan Cruz is a guy, Brandon Gatz and Eli Everfly, you know, that, that we want to get on there as much as possible. Yep. You know, we just got word and he's going to be at SummerSlam weekend. Trey Lamar moved to L.A. And Trey Lamar is going to be a guy that, you know, man, that no-limits division. Ice Williams, thank God he's got three other guys to watch behind his back because guys like Trey – and and eli everfly and jay vidal and matt Vandergriff and who knows with damian drake coming back soon enough who knows you know and then still got gregory sharp and and gatson that no limits division is is loaded and we're looking forward to doing that limitless tournament down the line you know the guy he made his debut with pwg that we've been high on for a while jack cartwheel yeah you know this getting booked everywhere yeah you know it's like Christ. It's kind of difficult, you know. We this guy in the mix, man. He he is unbelievably athletic. Yeah. You know, and unfortunately, even uh, SummerSlam weekend, he won't be out here. He'll be wrestling in Mexico, you know. Wow. And and GCW has been using him in different spots, and they're bringing him into the shows on the East Coast because you know they see how talented he is.
1: Right. Yeah, it's it's very interesting, Um, and uh, talent goes a long way. Um, So does developing that talent. And um, today we're gonna bring a little special guest on. We're gonna be joined by Maserati, someone who has definitely come a long way and developed her uh, talent and skills. And uh, we'll be yeah, she
0: was terrible. (laughs)
1: Uh, (laughs) We're. We'll be joined by her in just a little bit. Uh, shout out, Joe! I don't know if you saw on social media, but uh, Doomfly finally got married.
0: Yes, I, I did see that, and I guess Delilah's really been in, enjoying the honeymoon stuff because I've I've been left on. I don't even know if it's even been read for the last five days. You know, we're trying to get the uh, Doomfly uh, reunion at the FSW Women's Show. Sure. So, we're still waiting because Eli's going to be here. He'll be part of the FSW GCW show. And even though we haven't announced it yet, Eli Everfly will be making his Natural Born Killers debut. Woo!
1: Oh, oh, man. That's exciting. Because he, you know, I think that's the funniest thing about him. People don't realize that for all the, you know, high-flying and dangerous stuff he'll, he'll do man, he can actually wrestle. So that should be really, really interesting. Uh, you know,
0: I want to see him and Juicy. <laughs> <laughs> I know it happens somewhere. <laughs> you know, I'd like it to happen.
1: <laughs> oh, man, that would be, yeah. Oh, uh, And uh, no guardrails, too. So if, uh, you know, Juicy takes a tumble, first row is pretty much out right
0: yeah we might have a couple extra front rows available for the rest of the show if we put it on early
1: (laughs) Um, and speaking of SummerSlam weekend uh, how are the uh, cards coming along for Natural Born Killers uh, GCW versus FSW as well as the uh, FSW Women's Show Uh, has it been a lot of back and forth are you getting some final commitments Um, are you ready to start Announcing matches within the next uh, couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, well, being the show's in less than three weeks, we better start making an announcement before the next couple of weeks. Uh, we just got Jake something from Impact. He's going to be at Natural Born Killers. You know, he's been, you know, he's he's truly a buzzworthy wrestler uh, yep. this past year. And because is also doing their own pay per view on SummerSlam weekend. Right, they got two. They got the two nights, Friday and Saturday. So we were looking at penciling in Tom Lawler against Chris Dickinson in the main event. But right now, you know, six two two sixty Jake something and Tom Lawler, you know that that might be the go to match. Right, you know, we're also still uh, you know discussing with T J Perkins if he's available. I know he has a show at Warrior the next day. And being that we got that eleven o'clock start, we're trying to figure everything out if it's going to be, uh, you know, feasible. Right. So the thing is, we got these shows, but they're all so different. You got the Natural Born Killers. You know, that's going to be, you know, MMA oriented. We got Ryan Walker again, who was at Bellator. uh Dave Mazzani, EFC. You know, he's going to be on the card. Uh, like I said, Eli Everfly, like if, if you, uh, come on and listen to the, the podcast, you know, I'm more than happy to put out information that might take a few days to get on, you know, the Twitter, cause we had to make the flyers and stuff. Right. And it's like, you know, it's kind of like, the, you know, the, uh, the, the hidden bonuses, you know? That you get on back in the day On the DVDs, the extras Yeah, the you the know? Easter eggs Right, exactly So it's like, you know There's no reason to hide something That's going to be, you know It's 18 days away yep. You know, Natural Killers is 17 days away And, and You know, and now we just Really announced uh, the Alliance show Which right now is with No Peace Underground Uh we're looking at a couple other companies to represent, you know, definitely different than the FSW GCW show where it's us versus them, you know, pick a side, right. You know, and last night, uh, you know, I talked with Brett at, at GCW and we really put together, you know, the card and I'll, I'll announce it here first. The, the main event, Is going to be a tag team match With two guys who've never teamed up as part of FSW Cutthroat Cody and Funny Bone Are going to team up Against AJ Gray and Nick Gage Jesus So that's the main event
1: (laughs) Are are you going to have like ambulances on site for god's sake yeah
0: we're gonna need them for the fans we might have to yeah. hey instead of wearing face masks they're gonna have to wear the shields, shields. You know, to the front row you know that might actually be a good idea we could sell shields yeah you make an extra profit on that
1: well considering i mean the the uh bump that gage took on uh aw through the pane of glass the glass just I mean, it went over the guardrails into the audience, and that's, you know, a a big-size arena. I can't imagine how crazy it's going to be around all the fans up close. Yeah, we're going to
0: probably say, let's bring a lot of doors. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little nervous myself when it comes to the light tubes and stuff.
1: Yeah, and you know what? As much as you'll uh, try to look under the ring and make sure there are no light tubes in the house, somehow, some way, light tubes are just going to magically show up. You know it.
0: Yeah, they're actually still in the back of the arena from when GCW was here a couple months ago. So we're going to have to, like, you know, instead of leaving them there, change out the lights in the uh, office. That way those light, light tubes are gone. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's uh it's it's amazing how how quick the office uh, lighting just went out. So definitely needs Well, that. yeah, well, it
0: was kind of dark if you you know when yeah. you saw it a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Like all well, those lights weren't working too well. Uh, <laughs>
1: um, and uh as far as the uh, women show um there anything uh standing out right now? Uh any new names or are you still uh, trying to lock people in?
0: uh no you know uh the card hasn't been set but you know we know you know we could talk with maz since she's going to be on obviously she's going to be in the main event of the women's show uh sandra moon will be there Strello will be there you know someone i'm very high on christy Jane's will be there viva van's going to be there uh uh Bryn Thorne's going to be there. Vert Vixen from uh, AEW is going to be there. Uh, Jocelyn Navarro, who worked at the other women's show we did from OVW, will be there. Uh, So it's going to definitely be stacked with talent. It's like CC Chanel will be there. It's kind of like you're talking to so many people. Like, I got to go through my Facebook messengers to see which women I hit up and said they were good for that date because yeah. there's so much confusion on hey i'm available for this date hey i'm available for that date and oh yeah i can do this and it's like okay did i confirm or did we just talk about it you know right. what I mean? and you know that's happened in the past where the guy said he was good and i thought we confirmed and then all of a sudden the show's you know call time it's like where is this motherfucker and then <laughs> Oh, you just said, "You know, uh, and I told you I was open, and you never got back to me, and you look at it, and you're like, "Yeah, I guess so." <laughs> you, you know there's so many messages, right. And especially now when you're you're dealing with four shows, uh, three different companies, you know and you know, like the different styles, you know, Tom Lawler's a really difficult man to to lock down in conversation as is Brett and GCW, you know? And it's like, same thing with No Peace. It's like, you're just waiting, like, hey, what are we doing? What's going on? Hey, you know, they put their tickets out on their thing and they called the show something different. And it's like, it's a collaboration show, bro. It's like, you know, it needs to have one name, right? You You know, you want to sell tickets through your site, cool. But people need to know what's going on. You know, it's not going to be a three card show with just your three matches right you know one giant show and you know their main match is ec3 against matt justice you know and then they got chris bay and atticus cougar and jay vidal is gonna take on uh treehouse lee who i guess they got involved when uh jay made his debut at uh, at uh no peace in florida so you know, we're trying to put together, you know, some things that normally you might not get at an FSW show, with talent working each other. You know, we're trying to trying to make everything as different as as possible, because you know our fans are going to be burnt out. They can't come to every show, right? But we give them an incentive that makes them really want to go to every show. You, you know what I mean? Right. It's like, fuck, I don't want to miss this show. This four way is awesome oh you know oh this is a good match you know it's like we already have three matches announced and it's only through no peace and two of the matches feature two of our main guys yeah. so I don't even need the book Jay Vidal and Chris Bay which they're probably happy because they're probably getting paid way more than I would have paid so. <laughs> Yeah there's, a
1: yeah, there's there's. probably a, just a tiny bit of a difference there.
0: Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure they were like, oh, yeah, no, I can't work your show on the Sunday because they knew they were going to go work somebody else's for way more money. <laughs> Nerve. No, where's the loyalty?
1: Oh, man. Um, with that said, uh, we're getting ready here for Maserati. Um, oh, boy,
0: coming off that big victory. Uh, I mean, that big performance in Ring of Honor.
1: we're definitely going to talk about that and uh she again to remind everyone she's the FSW champion if you're not familiar with her uh FSW women's champion I should say um she has been the Ohio Valley women's champion as well and uh is uh doing some great things uh like Joe mentioned she was just on Ring of Honor and unfortunately didn't didn't win that first round match uh For the Ring of Honor Women's Championship uh, Tournament But, man, what a lot of promise And uh, what hell of a performer And joining us right now is Maserati Maz, how you doing? Hello, hello. I'm
2: doing better than ever You know, busy, busy as a bee But uh, that's what happens when uh, you're such a big star like me
1: Joe, um, what were your thoughts on uh, Maserati's match On Ring of Honor this past week?
0: I did not see it but i've heard very good things so, i'm not surprised you didn't see it you know i'm very busy putting together lots of things going on over the next three weeks so i did not check out the match but uh i saw they were doing the review of the show so i checked it out and uh it was good to see that Ma's got some very very positive reviews for her performance
1: How's that atmosphere like for you, Maserati, when you go into a locker room that isn't FSWs, especially something as uh, prominent as the talents in uh, ROH are? Is it a a very accepting place? Uh, Do you feel comfortable? What is it like for you now that you're getting these opportunities?
2: Um, Yeah, actually, besides my home FSW, um, to be honest, Ring of Honor has always been my favorite locker room. Everyone's always so great. It's not like you're walking on eggshells. If you have a question, they're willing to help. There's no cattiness against the girls, which is amazing because, you know, it's hard to get that any other place. There's always one girl just having to be like attitude against somebody. And it's just annoying. But when I go to Ring of Honor, it's just like family there. And I love it.
1: Joe, do you remember the first time you met Maserati? (laughs)
0: Uh, not really. I don't remember, but I remember when we first put them together, when we went her and Bugatti and we had the idea that I, you know, once she makes it really big and makes a lot of money, uh, I have the copyright to the name Maserati. Cause okay. I, so I, I, I need to make sure, you know, I, I, I get a cut since, you know, since she always never paid dues pretty much. You know, at least I can get some uh, some back end residuals for when she makes it big time using the name Maserati.
2: Yeah, Joe, you gotta out me like that, damn.
1: <laughs> so, well, Maz, what's your recollection? Since Joe doesn't remember meeting you, what what was that your was
2: many hair colors ago? Um, yeah, that was, <laughs> shoot, that was back in the natural hair days. Uh, I remember Joe. <laughs> He, it just seemed like he never cared about me. He never believed in me. You know what? Well, curious? you were terrible
0: in the beginning. What do you want me to tell you?
2: Uh, I worked my way up. I scratched and clawed you know. at every ring crew. I did everything I could to prove to you, Dad. <laughs> Make you accept me.
0: <laughs> you know, my first thought of her as a wrestler was she's a really good
2: valet. Ugh. You were so lucky you were on the phone and not right here.
1: <laughs> uh, well, with that, Maserati, when you when you did start and you were training, how difficult was it for you to kind of start picking things up? And what was the turning point for you in terms of when you realized, hey, not only can I do this, but I can be very good at this?
2: So I was always like besides my party girl stage, I was always athletic and stuff Um, because I did kickboxing, taekwondo, everything, because I didn't know there was wrestling schools when I was a kid. But um, once I found one out here in Vegas, which was FSW, uh, I thought it was amazing. I came in thinking, oh, I'm going to be Shayna Love. I'm going to be this badass high-flying girl like Lita." because the Hardy Boys and Lita have always been my inspiration of wanting to wrestle. And then, (laughs) you know, the training was a little bit more like the hitting the ropes, the bumping and stuff, you know, you you have to get used to that pain, but I've always been into pain, but you know, this is the whole bunch of like, oh man, everyday type waking up like, oh, can I do this forever? And to me, I think, yes, I can. I was mad though when they first put me as ballet, because I'm like, no, I'm ready, I'm ready. Good thing I started as ballet first, because I was not ready.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which Which is how most people feel when they get angry they don't get their matches uh like this past week uh uh raw reese finally got his first singles match and you know he's all mumbling and muttering like what about me what about me and it's like dude you're not ready you know just because you think you're ready and just because you could do some good stuff in training doing it in match in front of people you know, it, it's a totally different ball game. In training, you screw something up, ah, eh, we just do it again. You know, you can't do that in real life, you know? And, you know, everybody feels that they're ready way before they're ready.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I literally, uh, I regret thinking I was ready a long time ago, so I was just battling for Nick Bugatti, but then I started getting opportunities to travel outside. And I was like, you know what? Joe's not booking me, so I'm gonna go do something else and go and wrestle everywhere else. So I went and did my first out of town booking and oh my gosh, it was the shit. And I look back at all the ones that I thought, oh yeah, I could go and do this, I'm ready. And I look now, I'm like, wow, I wasn't ready. What was I thinking? But uh, you live and you learn, Um, you know, I'm a little hard headed, you know, people know that. And that's why I I developed the female with attitude because, you know, I can't help it, I got attitude
1: did that did the experience being a valet uh, help that side of it the the aspect of kind of finding what the character is and yeah. being able to perform a little bit more so that when you now are using it in ring it's just kind of a, a more complete uh, character for you is that was that experience uh, invaluable for you
2: It did help me because it helped me learn the ring awareness around the ring while being a valet, learning the timings on things, just just to get the feel on being right there to see the action. You know what I mean? And understanding why and where things are happening. So I highly recommend it because I know people get really mad when they're getting pushed into just being ballet first or managing first but if you're just starting out i honestly would highly recommend it for you you know what i mean like it it's just every experience is helpful
1: and and also being so close to the fans being aware of the fans was that something that you were able to then uh utilize to kind of You know have more of a heelish aspect to your character because it gives you the freedom essentially when fans are yelling stuff at you
2: (laughs) to Mm -hmm. to at first i felt like a jerk when i first would say some things to them i'm like oh i feel like uh but then nowadays like you know (laughs) they say some things i'm like you know what all right i'm gonna snap back and now i just love you know just being me and i could say whatever i can because you know screw them kids over there that want to hate on me (laughs) I'll give them the eh. Right
1: in their face. Joe, is that an aspect of Maserati that you enjoy when you watch her perform? Is the fact that she really does take that time? She'll be in the middle of, you know...
2: I'm looking his favorite. (laughs)
1: What what is it like for you, Joe, watching her work? And is that aspect of character something that you enjoy seeing, um, you know, on a regular basis... Uh, Because she does such a great job of having that moments, you know, the moments where she can say something to the crowd and then hit a move right after it. What is that like for you, as as a fan and as a promoter?
0: Well, the thing is with her that you know her character and her personality as a valet is exactly the same as it is as a wrestler. She didn't be like, oh, well, now I got to be different because now I'm wrestling full time and she garnered a lot of heat early on. The one thing I got to say, which is usually surprising is when our fans see somebody and see somebody and over the years, they grow an affection for that person because she's an FSW girl, you know, but no matter what, like they love to hate her, you know, it's like there's a difference between hatred and going along with everything, you know what I mean? And it's like, like with Ma's. you know, the new thing now is everybody, cause she's like this little, like this little chihuahua yapping all the time. And now every time she talks, everybody kind of like has those little chihuahua barks at her. And no matter what she does, she, she, she gets, you know, she gets all the heat, like, we put Strella with her and it was the good bodyguard thing because Strella needed to get to a level to where she was capable of working in matches. So it's easy to protect her, especially with her size, with Maz's size, it's easy to kind of get her in there and then worry about pushing her later. While Strella on the other hand, so big, you don't want her going in there and getting beat up by Atlas Blair. And it's like, well, once you see that, it's hard to make her a monster after the fact. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, as the progression rose, you know, I I really credit Ma's going to China Uh because before she left, I was never impressed with her wrestling, to be honest with you. You know, she was all right. You know, she's fine, whatever. You know, we didn't have much of a division. And then Sandra Sandra Moon started kind of clicking and getting there. And then when Maz came back, she, she was a different person. And, you know, I, I don't know the experience she had there. I don't know if it's because she took it more serious because she saw, you know, what could be the future. But when she came back, she was so much better than before she left. That's you
2: the nicest thing he's ever said to me.
0: <laughs> well, you know, it's... The, well, before I didn't have anything good to say to you because I probably didn't, you didn't deserve it. yeah. You know? But she came back with, with a totally different demeanor, different attitude. And maybe it was because as the valet, when she did wrestle, she, she, she didn't take it as seriously as she did when she came back. Because now it's like, yeah, she was still the valet for Bugatti, but she was now a full-time wrestler because we were uh, actually bringing in more women and we were having more women on the shows. So, you know, combined with her getting different training and and from what I understand, the training there was way different than the training at FSW. So you know the, there was a lot less in-ring stuff in China compared to having to bust your ass and do all the other stuff while in FSW is like okay, let's go do a practice match when, when you're there. Right. So, you know, she she could probably you know elaborate more on the China thing, but I think that's where the turning point was, in my opinion, for her.
2: Oh, oh thanks, Joe.
1: <laughs> what 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 was that like for you? Um, because I know that uh, not only Joe, but I think you know some of the other guys like Remy and Cody would say the same thing, that China was the point where you just – something clicked. What what was that whole experience like for you?
2: So, yes. Okay, so um, let me kind of backspace a little bit. So um, for me, when I first started training, it was hard because, um, you know, we had a women's class that was only once a week. So it was harder for us to learn – Plus, I'm one of eight that actually stayed. All the girls are gone now. There was none of them. So um, they canceled a a woman's class. There was no women's class. Uh, Then I got thrown into the advanced. But at the time, uh, there was a split going on. So there wasn't really uh, trainers there, especially because they were out doing reInvent or doing other types of stuff and training other places. Then luckily they came back. And then that's when I started getting training in and went they were there we started getting more students mainly guys um but uh it was just faster for everybody to tra- uh get their experience now that we got the training yeah uh, i went through financial issues quitting my jobs and stuff to try to maintain being in training but uh it was hard to get it to click in the beginning you know i don't know why uh cuz my matches looking back like i'm just like wow everybody makes fun of my Fraley arms, how I'm like moving around the ring and stuff. Uh, but uh, then I went to some a- injuries and stuff, unfortunately. So sure. it was hard for me to keep consistently to like get my training in. And so it was just really rough. And then once I went to China though, surprisingly, um, I went in with an injury and they didn't have any girls for me either there. So I was, <laughs> I was back battling for Nick again. But I then I started training, I was just training there. All I did was rehab my, my my knee. I had a issue with my uh, my shoulder, and uh, so the doctor that was helping me, I was rehabbing. I was training and working out each day at, until I could get better. Just running and doing spots for Nick's matches. Sure. And um, I, uh, I what Zeta Zhang was my girl that came in. Love my girl. Uh, I would tell you from the beginning, our first couple matches weren't that great. It was like her first match coming back in from something, I think, after a while. And then for me, it was just coming back from injury and not wrestling for months because they didn't have any girls for me. Right. So like once I finally got in, it wasn't that great. And I'm like, why isn't this still not clicking? And then as we kept wrestling every week and training and constantly just doing it every day. I just started getting it and I'm just like, wow, like why was this so hard before? Why was I not getting it? And honestly, the past couple of years now, like literally this past year and a half, I feel like it's just the most clicked Yeah. from the experiences that I took back from OWE and from going from OBW, learning from Al Snow, learning just all this stuff. It's really helped me become a better wrestler, uh, physically, mentally, like everything, it's amazing.
1: You know joe that's a good point that i wonder um your perspective of you know we talk about this person or that person going and wrestling here or there but what we don't actually kind of talk about is what Moz just mentioned and that is taking that time to learn from a guy like al snow or you know other people who are veterans who might even be training guys at schools is it something that you know, guys, should, and I know, you know, guys uh, will take advantage of if they're on a show for you, and there's, uh, you know, a special uh, guest who's doing a seminar. They'll do the seminars. Is that very important for uh, the the young kids learning, and and even some of the veterans to absorb the knowledge when they can?
0: I think it's extremely important. It, it's. It's the most important thing. You can never get enough knowledge from people, especially people who've been there and done that. You know, there's there's too many people that have done nothing in the business and they want to train and run things and stuff like that. You know, our crew is, is is always somebody who's done something. Like I remember when Disco Inferno kind of first came in and trained, and and there was a lot of people like, oh, Disco Inferno, you know, he's a joke, and blah blah blah. It's like this dude. I actually
2: miss Disco Inferno. He was one of my first trainers, so yeah.
0: (laughs) You know, and you know, if you ask Clutch and Sugar Brown, they'll tell you that Disco's their favorite trainer. He's like no nonsense, and it's like Disco's not the most outgoing, happy guy. He's not gonna be like, hey, everybody, I'm Glenn. Hey, but when you know him, he's gonna talk to you. And a lot of people, I remember some of the younger kids were like, oh yeah, you know, I don't come with discos here. He's kind of an asshole. It's like, well, we're not, you know, he. how many times do you go to a, a school and do you want your teacher to be buddy buddy? You you want your teacher to be good. And if he happens to be more outgoing, that's great. But I know there's plenty of good teachers that weren't the, the. how oh, high It's so great to see you. And, and and that's the problem with a lot of the younger kids like i remember when we were first uh doing shows and uh some of the younger kids that were on the shows were complaining that you know like the big name guys like didn't come up to them to introduce themselves and it's like are you fucking out of your mind it's like automatically go up to somebody. I remember uh, when we had Superfly Snooker. Like he would he came into the back's dressing room and it was like all these young kids that happened to be on the show and like nobody was like, "Here Mr. Snooker, would you like my seat?" Like they would just sit there and it would just go right over their head. It's like getting knowledge, you know, the worst seminar from a WWE guy is still better than 90 other percent of what you're going to learn from and it's like you know you see that with with people that have made it the chris bays the crosses the hammerstone you know i with toa you know he goes around and he talks to people and he's very humble and he's a big dude but he got trained by rikishi and Sepha got in his ear and he's the guy the thing is a lot of people are content being hey i'm a main guy at fsw and that's fantastic and being a main guy at fsw or girl is way better than being the main person on 95 percent of the other independent companies right but that's not your dream nobody's dream is to be the fsw heavyweight champion you know kevin cross wanted to be a wwe superstar so Hammerstone wants to be a big name superstar. Chris Bay threw all the eggs in the basket, couldn't keep a job because either he was gonna be a big star or he didn't know what he was gonna do. You know, right. and it's those people that are hungry to be better, to get to that next level. And you see too much of that complacency, you know, with our students, you see guys. Yeah, they'll, they'll come train two, three days a week. But that's it. They come when training starts. They leave when training ends. Then you got the Nick Xanders, the Brett the Threats, you know, guys like that, that they're always around, always trying to absorb, you know. Not saying that the other guys can't be good or become really, really good, but you could see the passion of somebody that, oh, I can't make it today. I gotta go my, do my shitty job that I can't stand. And it's like, really you get sick days. If you really want to be here, you, you probably could call in one of those days or or try to switch your schedule. We have numerous guys that don't make shows and don't make training. Oh, well, you know, my work schedule. It's like, oh, so you want to be the cashier at Target? Or do you want to be a professional wrestler? Because you don't miss any days at Target, but your goal is to be a professional wrestler, but you're never here.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> And we got plenty of those guys that They can't make training, but the day there's the show, they somehow are able to get out of work.
1: Maz, what are are your uh, experiences with that aspect of trying to, you know, make yourself uh, more known, uh, get more matches in, but at the same time, you do have to still, uh, at least early on, have that secondary job. How was it for you in terms of, you know, dealing
2: oh, with, yeah. that's why, okay. So that's why, that's why dudes never got paid. Okay. Let, love you, Joe. But, uh, <laughs> so let me, let me, let, let me explain something real quick. <laughs> so I actually, I agree to disagree, but I highly more agree with Joe, but to the aspect of like the situation that I was in, um, I literally, uh, I was working for I, five, six jobs and um, i had my full-time my two part times my on-call my seasonal like i had all of that and i was working seven days a week like all like three of them during the so i had to keep cutting it down and then i started getting to like you know like i said i did the training once a week but then once i was able to start doing the advanced class i tried to be there as much as i could then i was starting to be there religiously i went through a really bad crazy breakup i was either asked to either choose him or wrestling, so I left him, left our apartment, and it was pretty crazy because one of our couple of our wrestling friends had to come and save me because it was a. Hostage oh yeah, I, re- I remember that. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. So I left my apartment, my dude, and then I even quit my full time job after because I thought I was gonna actually be going to stardom. This is not Joe's fault, surprisingly. This is uh, somebody else that I used to train there that promised me that I would be going out there. So I left everything, went homeless, and then it didn't happen. My passport came late, but it was okay because I wasn't even ready. Like they wanted ring name, experience and everything. I, I wasn't, I didn't even know. I was only a couple months in. Sure. So I was started since I didn't have a job anymore and didn't have anything. Uh, I just started religiously. I was in training religiously, like all day, every day, doing ring crews for PPW, 3PW, uh, like GFW, like, but, or not 3QW, GFW and like yeah just everywhere that I could learn and get experience sure. but then it got to the point where I couldn't pay my dues and it was just starting to get bad and stressful and I got tacked on my jobs again and then it was hard for me to train because I had to make up all these bills and then finally start paying rent again and like it was just like the luckily a couple wrestlers took me in when I left my apartment so it's been a crazy strive, like uh you like just depending there's those that that could take days off and or like actually have those days to come in and train and they choose not to and they'll wait until show day then they show up or if we're clicked in with ring of honor having a show taping with impact or something they'll show up but then you don't see them at training and i see that and hear that a lot too and it's 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 annoying you know what i mean because i'm like if i had the time i'd be in that ring training every day but right now now i got my house so it's like you know i gotta i i'm not trying to like i just i got fired uh for uh going to ovw every week but good thing was i lost a job but i came home with the ovw championship belt because of how much i was willing to sacrifice just to be there yeah. i knew i could have got fired and i said screw it and i did it because this is what i want to do so i've made a lot of sacrifices to get to here and there i'm on thin ice right now with my job at the gym and i'm a, i only work part-time 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 right out because i've been traveling now a lot so it's a, it's a it's a hard situation but you could see and tell who's really passionate about it and then you could see those that are half-assed and feel entitled that oh i went to training today so i should be on a show like
1: no no um and (laughs) how how is it for you now that you're you know you have people who are willing to fly you out and and come to our show and you know it's it's one of (laughs) isn't it crazy i mean
2: (laughs) it's overwhelming to be honest i've literally been to 13 14 different states within the past few months and it's been like wow like ah, the Lord's been blessing because the other years was, like, really bad. And it's like, wow, like, barely making my rent right now. I'm still, like, there because, like, most places, most good companies right now are flying me out. But there's some where I'm still trying to, like, establish myself or get out there. So I will have to put in some money for it sometimes or work with them with my pay and my, like, flight but most mainly now it's been like oh this is how it is getting booked for flights and hotels and like being like able to explore the the stardom life like i got flown out to miami this weekend this past weekend and it was on my birthday and I felt amazing. I only spent $20 the whole weekend I was there. Like, they really took care of everything. Like, and it was just amazing. So I'm like, this is stardom life. Like, I this is where I need to be. Okay. Okay. You know? Hey, hey,
0: happy happy 43rd birthday, by the way.
2: uh, Excuse me.
0: You don't look a day over 39, just so you know.
2: (laughs) Thanks, Joe. Thanks. Oh, you're so lucky. I'm trying to be nice today. I'm too pretty to be mean right now.
1: (laughs) Joe, what does it mean to you to have uh, a champion going into other places and, you know, at least you get um, some kind of shine on the company uh, with knowing that, you know, people are looking at her as a champion when she's, you know, doing her work in terms of meeting
2: I, I just wish she would give me Better opponents instead of just Sandra freaking moon all the time Like can I actually get some actual like You know women like that actually Have done some things some experience Like that's who I need to be working But I get Sandra moon all the time
0: Oh you mean like Katarina?
2: Katarina was cool She was uh, I right, you know
0: didn't you I love her, yeah, I love her yeah. and, uh, yeah. Everybody always forgets that That's the one good thing. Nobody ever gets anybody. Oh, I don't get any matches.
2: Watch, watch, watch. What? Well, oh, no, no, never mind. What am I saying? Sandra's never going to get my belt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, never mind. I'm going to uh, hush my mouth. <laughs> that's a good Sandra, point. you're not getting this belt, girl.
1: <laughs> that's a good point, Joe. Um, you know, I know that you've talked before about the fact that there's not a lot of women in the Vegas area who – you know you can call on so how do you determine what goes into giving Maserati that experience that helps her elevate to the next level
0: well be, being that she went to OBW she made some connections so uh we had uh, the Haley James girl and Jocelyn Navarro and a few of the girls from there came out and you know in california there's some girls there and we have some of the really really younger girls the alice blairs the dana lynn's we got bryn thorne in arizona but it is difficult because there's such a small group of women wrestlers now you take that small group and now you got to cut it because some of them at least for me aren't good enough and and just because you're a woman, I'm not putting you on the show because I need a woman, you gotta at least be capable. Right. And they're not all capable. And, you know, it makes it difficult. You know, I was extremely disappointed in the uh, last FSW women's show. I just felt like, you know, there were there there's more talent out there, but what we utilize wasn't it, you know. And that's why we moved the women's show to do it SummerSlam weekend because there was a lot of people that want to be in town and are gonna be in town. So now the cards stacking up, and there's a lot of talent that that's gonna be there. You know, so. It's but yet exciting.
2: I'm still stuck having to wrestle Sandra Moon, and there's all these other women that are gonna be at the show. Mm.
0: Yeah, they all requested, as long as they don't have to work you, that they said they'd be more than happy.
2: I, I would make them relevant.
0: <laughs> you know. Alice in Danger even said she might come out of retirement for that show.
2: Oh, she could stay in retirement.
0: Well, you know, let me ask you,
1: Moz, about um, one of the best things that we're seeing – start to happen in pro wrestling and that is the opportunities for african-american females to break through as we saw you know wrestlemania has a main event with two of the most talented women who are also african-american is this something that is just inspirational for you to see and do you realize that as you grow you're going to be influencing the next generation of those girls watching you
2: What's crazy? I was actually watching uh, the when you talk about African American. I was actually just watching Rod Simmons again uh, yesterday, winning the belt uh, for the first time.
1: Yeah,
2: um, as the uh, first African American. So I thought that was uh, really like I got chills and I got emotional rewatching it. Yes, I, when I watched yesterday or two days ago, I thought that was amazing. Uh, nowadays, I think it's great that you know we're picking up over here, especially the African American women. Uh, before they said, oh, we have too many black girls on the show um, yeah. or like we already have a black girl or whatever. Um, now, now the case is so before it's like, oh, we don't, we don't need that many. Now it's like, I guess they already took too many now. And it's just like, like it's kind of just a. Yeah, it, it's, it, but it's great to see that there's a lot that are actually being utilized. There's a lot of ch- women, ch- uh, African-American women's champions now. Um, I highly respect that. I still have to deal with me being compared to Kira Hogan, compared to Sasha Banks. I was even called Red Velvet. Um, yes. We are all three different shades. We are all three different um, body shapes. You know, it makes no sense. Different color. Red Velvet. Does she, she ever wear, like, what? and kira hogan she's got ass for days like we're yeah. like
1: sure you know
2: i mean then you got sasha banks with her cute little self like we're all different, different and it's crazy all you see is black and a little bit of attitude but you know we're not we're we're all different our personality is so different from each other and it's it's annoying like <laughs>
1: sure uh, like yeah yeah i'm still dealing with it you know, no, that's, that's a great point. Um, and, and through that uh, kind of thought process, let me ask you about having Strella around. Have you been able to kind of be the big sister figure for her?
2: Yeah, I'm definitely the big little sister. Um, I am the older one. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, it's been great. Sometimes I get a little crazy, though, so she has to be the one to tame me, you know. Um, but she she is amazing. <laughs> Teaching her all the things I know, you know what I'm saying, you know. Not all the cheating.
0: <laughs> Maybe. Except her dog. Her, her dog's annoying, right?
2: Yeah. Screw her dog. Her dog's a demon, by the way. Just to let you know, her dog is always up in my room. Just trying to terrorize things. Well, my angel, how ironic. The fans always want to bark at me like a chihuahua. I do have a chihuahua. Yeah, dog is so
0: annoying, it made Felix move to the East Coast.
2: I'm dead. <laughs> I'm ready to get out, too. <laughs>
0: you know, he, he would tell me how many <laughs> times that the dog would just go into his room to take a crap in the rug.
2: <laughs> yes. I'm so annoyed by her. Like, she is so lucky. I am not an animal user, but I look at her. She knows. She just knows. knows fucked up. One day, I'm just going to take that dog and just, who knows? I don't know. Just set her, don't set be her free out the things,
0: park. Don't be saying like things like that. It'll be on record.
2: <laughs> ah, she's she going to find me?
1: <laughs> um,
2: Come in and choke at me?
1: <laughs> Joe. When you, uh, when you think about how Maserati has progressed, um, is there one moment or match that sticks out in your mind when you started to realize she's got it or is a favorite uh, match or moment for you?
0: Like I said, I-, I couldn't tell you who it was, but it was when she came back from China and it was probably the first match back that she had and it was like, wow, she's actually pretty good now. Like when, you know, and, you know, from then on, you know, she, she's had some, some good matches, you know, along the ways and she's really represented obviously, because, you know, she's been getting the opportunities, you know, this isn't the first time that ring of honor has chosen to use her. You know, they they've used her on, on different occasions. So, you know, it's not easy. Even though people seem to believe it, regardless of the fact that Kenny's in Ring of Honor and D'Lo's doing the impact thing and stuff like that, everybody has friends and people they know, you know, so that's not getting you in the door. It might get you to where somebody may take a little bit of a notice of you and may look at your stuff where in the past maybe they wouldn't, but – you still have to impress them to get anything, right? You know, Maz isn't getting booked on shows because Kenny King said so, right? But they'll take the Kenny King recommendation to say, hey, let's look, look hey, let's look at her. Let's let's see what she's doing. Oh, she's an OBW. Oh, she's doing this. Oh, she's traveling. Blah blah blah. And you know that's going to get you the opportunity. You know, and the key then is now you get the opportunity. And if you go out there and shit the bed on the first opportunity, you're probably not getting the second, third and fourth opportunity. So, you know, in some cases I've even seen it where I've talked to some people and they were talking about WWE tryouts and things like that. And even at the impact tryouts, we were there. You know, there there were guys that got to wrestle in front of impact and the guys they worked were fucking horrible. So they had a shitty match. Like, you could see some of the talent the guy had, but you couldn't really see much because the guy he was in with was so shitty, it didn't matter. Right. You know, it's like sometimes you only get that one chance to impress. So when you do get that one opportunity, you got to make sure that, you know, you're at your best because you never know if that opportunity is going to happen again.
1: What do you think, Maserati, was your, you know, your favorite moment or match or something that, you know, you look back on and you go, hey, this is, uh, you know, this is a moment. I really appreciate this. Um, and it doesn't even have to, is it FSW or elsewhere? Um, what are your thoughts on, you know, favorite match or favorite moment?
0: Actually, the moment probably was uh, years ago at the Silverton. There was a couple that came in from Sweden, I believe. And he was like the national soccer goalie. And I think she was like a, a big time model in Sweden. And they had a TV show in Sweden where they would do different things. And they decided they wanted to wrestle in a match, at the time, Bugatti and Maz were like you know they're the first couple of FSW, the guy and the girl, and they had a and and they all had to put in a lot of time and effort because these two had no knowledge of how to wrestle. You know, he had an athletic background, which of course helped, and you know, and and she was aware of things, and they put together and they had a really good match at on the opening of the pre-show at a big show with Silverton that we had, and they got to be on TV and they got to do some things. And, you know, being as inexperienced as Maz was, she was still having to teach this other girl who had no idea how to do it. And shockingly, the match was actually pretty good.
1: Wow. 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 Maserati for you. What what would you feel is your uh, favorite moment or uh, match?
0: Oh, I thought you were gonna ask her what her favorite that, moment that was, was. That was. That that
2: I'm dead. <laughs> we'll get that we'll, we'll we'll backspace back to that. Yeah. Uh, no, that Polish one. That was actually like what I think that was my first like big thing at FSW that was going on, and it was really uh, it was my privilege to be able to do that. You know, being able to. Especially with my experience back then, I was still, like, pretty, like, rookie-ish. So sure. um, it was just really fun. Um, and I, I I would do it again with more experience now. Um, but you're saying what was my favorite moment and match? Yeah. Is that what your is, question was? Yeah,
1: is there something that sticks out to you? Sorry,
2: i, mean, I mean, take it too many shots to the head, so sometimes, you know, I forget. Um, so... Uh, Wow, actually, just recently. Okay, so first, one of my favorite matches has has to be at OWE. Um, me versus Zeta in our first ever Making History balloon match. What? So, What's
1: a balloon yeah. match?
2: So it's on my YouTube channel. You can see that. Um, but it is... God, God bless them. So they... They had asked, oh, okay, we're going to have a fun match. You guys are going to do a balloon match. We're like, cool. How does that go? They could not answer what the heck a balloon <laughs> match was, but they wanted us to do a balloon match. So let me tell you, the creatives, they, they're not wrestlers, like, producers. They're writers for TV and stuff like that. Right. So I'm like, okay, so you that's all you're going to give us is the balloon match. Okay. So you know what? We're workers. We could figure this out. So we made it to where uh, we put three balloons on one side of the turnbuckles. So I got red. She has blue and it's three and three. And it was kind of like Mario Kart who could pop all three balloons first type thing. So we would just fight and try to pop a balloon, pop a balloon here. You know what I mean? And uh, it was a... You, you're definitely gonna have to watch the match. It is a—it's probably one of my favorite ones. Uh, very creative, you know. Nick Bugatti was there by my side. He may have helped a little, you know. <laughs> it might have helped me win a little, but you know, who's counting? <laughs> but um, yeah, that was one of my favorite ones. Uh, that is definitely my top three. The second one would be me versus Remy Marcel. Um, I don't know if you saw that one recently. But I feel like that was just something I was able to really, like... He helped me get up to... I don't know, like... How do I how do I explain this? Like, that match just helped me push me to my level and get better, if yep. that makes sense. Sure. You know, people... Like Sandra Moon and other girls, they get the intergender matches all the time, and I feel like because of the way I look, nobody thinks that like I was a tomboy before wrestling. By the way, I wasn't makeup and girly and all this. This is now me because of wrestling. Sure. But I, I, I love getting hit. I can take punch. I'm, I'm, a, I'm from the streets. I used to fight all the time. Let me tell you. So, like, I just think people look at me and think like I'm not down to do intergenders or hardcore matches and things like that you thought, no, that's exactly what I want and what I love. So being able to do that intergender match with Remy to show that I could go uh, as far as, you know, Lacey does because people look at Lacey, she's, you know, she's got the full package. But yeah. I would be compared to her like, oh, well, you know, you're cool, but you, you're you not wrestle like Racy. You know, you're not like, you gotta wrestle like her. Like, like why do I gotta wrestle like her? She's wrestling like her. Let yeah. me be me. Let me wrestle like Maserati. You know what I mean? Um, so it was just, I just felt like that match really just showed that I could do both. You know what I mean? And I don't need to be compared to anybody. Right. And then after that match, actually, I was requested to do a lot of other intergender matches. So I did one with Slice Boogie, and he wanted to do the same stuff that I did with Remy. And oh, you're welcome. You're
0: welcome.
2: Uh, I bet you didn't even want that, Joe, until you saw it. Then you were like, oh, wow they could actually go <laughs> but uh yeah i know it's fun everybody's like oh you could do Ronas off the top you could do this And now i'm like yeah but it's only if i could trust you you know what i mean right. uh but right. now right now oh i didn't even add my roh matches on my top but yeah so my number one right now has to be the one with sandra moon uh as much as um, a pain in the ass she is for me um, I have to say she really pushed me to my limits at the FSW, uh, win, uh anniversary show yeah. recently.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh man. Uh, I feel like that was one of our best matches we've ever had together. We've like clawed and toothed each other like three years. And, um, uh, you know, I feel like that one really pushed me to my limits. Uh, yeah. I feel like just re looking back at it, like, wow, we made magic and, the crowd was just so mad that, you know, her little Sandra Moon didn't win. (laughs) But definitely one of my favorite matches ever.
1: Um, Joe, in listening to Maserati talk about intergender matches, have you ever considered the FSW heavyweight champion versus the FSW female champion?
0: Uh, I have not.
2: Hey, do I hear Maz two belts again? Maz two belts? Okay, okay. I'm ready the, whenever, there, Joe. Look at
0: this muscle. Actually, there was a time when I was contemplating doing an intergender title versus title match. Wow. Uh, at the time, Nick Bugatti was actually the No Limits champion. And through the travels of Nick and, and Moz. They had a lot of interaction with the Mizanis. And we were thinking of trying to, because Nick and Gina did a lot back and forth, fighting and stuff like that, that at one point we were thinking of putting the the belt on Gina Mizani just for the sole purpose of her having a match with Nick in a title versus title match. That's because it would be something that was probably never done before. Right. That would have been great, actually. Yeah, that it was beers and body slams time when we did stuff, and it was like that would be like the perfect gimmick match for that type of show.
1: Yeah, um, Maz, let me ask you. You know, we've we've brought up Bugatti's name uh, a number of times. What what did Nick mean to you in terms of your uh, experience and growing in uh, wrestling
0: itself? Nick, is oh, definitely- I can answer that. She. He held her back for so long that she finally got to step out on her own. Because of him, she couldn't even win matches. Now that she's tossed him to the side, she's doing it by herself. She doesn't. Damn, out of me like that. <laughs>
2: Shit. No, yeah, he, he carried me a lot. Uh, I learned a lot from Nick. He has definitely helped me throughout the whole time. Uh, <laughs> wow it was a what almost five years with the power couple go, uh going on um Nick has been doing good um he's actually upstairs <laughs> um, but uh he is just t- taking you know everybody needs that mental break away from wrestling yeah. so he's been just trying to revamp himself right now um, he does send his love to everybody, but technically not really love because he don't give a shit about any any of y'all. You know, yeah, well, you know, y'all you need know, us. We don't need you. But uh, no.
0: <laughs> let him. Let him know but, Brandon uh, no. G needs a win. Let him know Brandon G needs a win. So.
2: When when Nick Bugatti comes back, he'll be coming back with all them Ws, them wins, baby. No more Ls. That's why he. That's why he's gone right now. He's trying to better himself. So when he comes back. He's going to be, like, champ, champ, champ here, champ there, champ in that state, just like me. You know, I'm about to give Maz two belts again soon. Watch. Then three belts, then four. Watch, Joe. We are champions up in here. You need us. You need us.
1: Well, Joe, Joe, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get to Maz's uh, favorite moment or memory of you. But what's your uh, favorite thing about Maserati? What, what is it that... Either uh, you love having her around because of, or is there a particular story that you uh, just kind of enjoy about Maserati?
0: Uh, I really love the arguments that that we uh, we have. You know, <laughs> she, she's got a lot of hatred, you know. That uh, you know, after she's done, it's like you know I love you, but it's, it's but <laughs> you know. Well, as 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 most wrestlers, they always feel slighted, not not appreciated, under loved, That's a love. Kate. <laughs> you know. So it's always fun, you know, having to go to the school and have to sit down and <laughs> about thirty minutes about why she feels that she's being slighted and, and all that good stuff.
2: I, I would be so frustrated all the time. I really felt like Joe just hated me. And I'm just like, what the heck? Like I'm doing all I can to be here, and I'm so frustrated. And I'm like, he just doesn't like me, and like, I would just feel like so like defeated all the time. I'm like, I'm never gonna get anywhere. And then we would have these sit downs and like these back but then we have to. <laughs> it's just it's funny. It's <laughs> I-, I don't take these arguments back. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the um, same thing for Moz for you, what's what's your favorite Joe story that you have?
2: You know, when I came back, so I forgot, I think it was Cody that was a commentary or somebody. Uh, I guess when I came back from China, you know, um, Joe obviously didn't think I was good yet. And then once I did some, I think it was my finisher or something like that. I did something and then all of a sudden he goes, he goes, up. Oh. She she's finally got a new move <laughs> and, and the way he says like Joe talks, though, it's just really funny. So I'm hearing in the way he says it and I'm just like, damn, this man, he never believed in me until now. And then finally surprised that I could do a move because Maserati was just always so shitty and doesn't do anything. You know, you know I just beat the crap out of you. But uh, you know I did something cool and he actually he actually thought I was worthy. <laughs> Joe what,
1: I thought that was funny. Joe, what did what did that uh call
0: actually sound like? Uh I have no idea. I yeah. You know, that was it was that was almost four years ago. You want me to remember yeah. <laughs> It was you what? Know? A long
2: time ago. But,
0: but her saying that, yeah, I kinda believe it would be something I would say. You know, so I I'm definitely not denying that you know, add a little sarcasm in with stuff that, you know, offends some people and whatever. I'm me. People who know me know how I am. They know how the reasons how I say things and what they kind of mean. And unfortunately it takes some people a very long time to uh, understand my sarcasm, my self-quote-unquote New York attitude that people like to say. You know, there's always a lot of truth sprinkled in. So to some people listening, that it's probably not a shot, but to the inside community of FSW, they know I'm throwing a little dig at somebody that they probably deserved. So I get the opportunity to to, to pop the boys and girls in the back sometimes. <laughs>
1: And and
2: uh, my favorite yeah. part, my f- favorite moment with Joe though, is at the anniversary show. I finally got paid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, you did get paid at one of the women's shows, and secondly, thankfully, we had a sponsor. That's why she got paid, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and plus, Mas- plus. Mas- Mas, but he didn't really he didn't really want to sponsor the match. He really wanted to sponsor Sandra, but we kind of combined it. So Mas didn't feel is bad.
2: hmm <laughs> This is why. Take <live. laughs> that.
1: Boss, as we wrap up here, I got to ask you, you know, you you put in all the work and you finally get the opportunity uh to win the belt um you're getting it right after Lacey ryan who goes from being champion to being an nxt what did it mean for you to finally be able to be trusted with this position of, of being champion uh
2: actually i thought it was great i'm like oh wow uh i was surprised to be honest um there's one thing though that i wish that could have happened and uh, same as for ovw uh when i won the championship
0: there
2: um i'm somebody who's really big with moments memories stories the whole works you know what i mean like belts is just an addition to what you know you are and what you've done so i feel like i wish i could have actually had a nice little like like meaning towards it since i was just in a scramble for the ovw championship belt and i won it which was cool but i felt like there was no build to be able like me earning it you know what i mean yeah and then for this one with me lacy i wish that we could actually had a uh, one more go uh not just me just come in after both our matches and then her being masked before Estrella comes in, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh so it, it would have been you know, Estrella could have came later. But I mean, I wish we could have had an actual one more one off. And um that was just the one misfortunate thing because I really I'm somebody who wants those memories and those moments. And that's how I feel like that's why Sandra Mood's me and Sandra Mood's match at the anniversary, I feel like that was just so great because of yeah. how long we've been Fighting for this together and um, just the crowd, just really being emotionally invested in it. That's just what I liked in the chanting and just everything. Like, that's what I would, would have loved is just a little bit more of the moments between me and her yeah. before she had left.
0: And well, we you know, and I 100% agree. You know, the, the issue is that's what happens when you have a lot of talented people that you can't dictate when somebody's going to go. Like we yeah. didn't know Lacey was going to go for a few months. Like I, I was shocked that they signed her that quickly. Cause usually it's such a process Yeah. And yeah. for like a week after the tryout, she goes, yeah. I'm like, well, yeah, it's definitely going to be a while before they, they do anything. And she's like, well, yeah, they, they scheduled a conference call with me in two days or something. And I'm like, fuck. They're not doing a conference call to say, hey, you did a great job. Uh, we'll talk to you again in six months. It's like they're doing a conference call. She's getting signed. And then she got signed. And we were actually going to do the ceremony by, you know, we, she was actually there in the office, but she wasn't allowed to come out to the FSW crowd. And it was like then three days later, she was on television. So, you know, it was crazy. But moving forward, you know, moving forward, as great as the anniversary show, and she wants to talk about moments, you know, I I can announce right now that at the FW Women's Show, it will be Maserati versus Sandra Moon, but it is going to be in a match that has never been done in the women's division. And we'll wait to discuss that, but it's going to be a very big moment. You know we think we should have you know a lot of people there it's going to be something that win loser there can't be a draw so it's just win or lose that it will definitely be a moment and for fsw it'll be you know the first time in history that we did it a few years ago we did a last woman standing match and so i can tell you it's not going to be that and unfortunately it didn't really come across the way probably a lot of people hoped you know what i mean uh i think these two they are like been around fsw since the beginning you know they watched her they watched maz you know be a valet and transition to being a wrestler they watched the sandra moon went from the kids class to being you know a top-notch women wrestler so it's a lot different than Hudson Envy and Heather Monroe that as good as they are, they're not FSW. Right. And you, you know, I always talk about that with the fans that they'd much rather back in the day, like they were happier to see Mike delight than they were to see Brian cage because Mike delight was their guy. Right. And it mm-hmm. took, it took Brian cage being on shows over and over. For them to buy into Brian Cage and Sean Ricker being FSW guys like Hammerstone and Graves are. So this is like, you know, two of the first women of FSW and they're going to battle in, you know, hopefully what's going to be a match that people will remember for a long time.
1: So Maz, it sounds like that uh, Joe is booking you and Sandra Moon in a balloon match.
2: <laughs> well shoot i won the last one so you know, <laughs> I undefeated. Already know how to win.
0: she's undefeated in those
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, uh, I'm down
2: for any match bring it any type of match joe and i will win i don't need nobody <laughs> strella could be there she don't need to be there i'll win
1: <laughs> with with that in <laughs> mind uh maz any final words uh, for the viewers and listeners today?
2: Yeah. Follow me. Love me. Support me. Support FSW because I'm there. You know, that's the reason. But, uh, yeah, no, just, you know, keep pushing. You know, people are going to tell you you don't belong here. But if you believe you, you do, who's going to stop you?
1: Yeah. Only you. Yeah. And Joe, so any. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, any final thoughts from you?
0: No, you know, we're, we're less than three weeks away, and we got three huge, huge shows going on, you know, it, and it's a different show for different tastes. You know, if you if you like that UFC, MMA style, we got the Natural Born Killers on Friday night. If you like GCW, we got a joint show, you know, it. Now it's like you're rooting for your team. So you might have to root for the uh, Lights, Camera, Faction in a match if you're FSW. Probably not, but you might. And then we got the women's show that's going to feature a lot of new talent that have been making the rounds throughout the United States that a lot of people haven't seen before, you know, anchored by, you know, the two biggest homegrown FSW stars we've had. So, you know, there's there's a lot going on, you know, I I think I'm going to be sleeping under the ring that weekend, you know, I don't have to, you know, give up sleep time, because it's going to be, you know, from from beginning to end, we're even trying to figure out if we can do a summer slam watch party, you know, in between things for people to actually check out the show, you know,
1: yeah, it's it's an exciting time, um, Maserati. You are, you know, just one of the most talented uh, people out there who's doing it. Um, I highly encourage um, anyone listening or watching if you haven't checked out her matches. The uh, FSW Network six ninety nine a month. You'll be able to see, you know, a catalog of Maserati's growth. And that's one of the best ways to do it. you get to see
0: some of her really shitty matches.
2: (laughs) I was about to say, (laughs) you're going to see the worst of times and you're going to see the best of times.
0: (laughs) And some some of those mediocre times. So,
2: yeah. Oh, Oh, off off wrestling topic, though, uh, you will be, uh, I know that you guys have seen Maserati on Netflix. But uh, pretty soon, um, you guys might be a fe- see a female with attitude on the Disney screen. So stay tuned. Just want to you know, let you know that uh, Mozzie's going to be a star. <laughs> Wait, what am I saying? Wow. I am a star. I am a star.
0: New show, The Black Mermaid.
2: Ah! Oh my gosh. I really should have been. Damn. Damn, Joe. I should have been that Black Mermaid. Ah! I
0: know. I'll tell you. Netflix. What was that show about? I don't remember. Who was that girl?
2: I can't. Oh shoot! Oh man, that Warren Stories thing, you know. But you know that this next one's gonna be better. Just watch, watch, watch. watch. And oh, other big things, in wrestling coming up, guys. I just can't say anything. You know, I'm just telling. I'm just saying it right here in front of Joe, just so he knows how
0: valuable I am.
1: Yes. <laughs> So Joe, yeah. Hurts.
0: Make sure you get make sure you get there early today. We need water for the swamp cooler, so if you can get that done <laughs> before training, would really appreciate it.
2: Oh, oh look at the time. Ooh, I gotta go wash my
0: weave.
1: Yeah, uh, it's, you and you and I, 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 say, I. Go ahead, Joe. I
0: was gonna say go say hi to uh, Estrella's dog for me. Ugh. <laughs> I'll keep running around.
1: Well, with that, um, we will uh, wrap things up here today and. Uh, allow you to get back to uh, weave washing and uh, dog pounding, I guess, beating beating up the
0: dog. Uh, and, and weed smoking. <laughs> well,
1: ah, don't be
2: outing me like that.
0: <laughs> it's legal. That it, it, it's, it's legal now. It's okay.
2: Don't panic. It's organic, okay? God made the birds and the bees awesome wrestling and
0: these trees.
1: Yep. Okay. yep. And,
0: That's uh, that's it yeah maz is accepting sponsorships from uh from from the uh, cannabis places around town so i need if, my
2: medication you
0: know <laughs> if you need a champion to represent your company uh give me a call and i'll work out the deal for you okay.
2: oh joe's gonna be my agent now <laughs> yeah i'm a better business
0: money. i'm a better business person than you don't worry i'll get it done <laughs> Well, for for all my
1: bud tenders at Essence and the Source, uh, those are my main places I go to. So let's uh, let's talk the next time I'm in, and uh, let's uh, let's get this sponsorship going because there ain't nothing better than making some green in whatever form that green is. So, <laughs> all right, everyone, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys next time.